0: this is a show about short video games games respect your time i'm reagan kelly and i'm joined this week by two excellent co-hosts Nate Harninger and shane kelly and this week we are talking about the latest game from the i always mix up their name is it just snowman it's or, snowman yes, yes the, snowman. the developers of the altos odyssey and altos adventure games uh Absolute All-Stars for Me. This is their, their latest game uh, out on iOS via Netflix. Their subscription service for games. Leia's... Were you guys saying Leia, Leia, saying Leia? Leia's Horizon? I was saying Leia. Leia's Horizon. I was saying Leia's Horizon in my head the entire time. But yeah, I always, uh, always had this sort of vibe to it like, she's a liar. Don't, don't, believe,
1: li- <laughs> don't believe Leia's Horizon. Well, I did not... I, I didn't hear that, but uh, I'm now. I do for sure. That's I, all I hear now. Thank you. Not yeah, not to trust. Do not trust liar.
0: Don't believe the liar. Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: yeah, this is a game. Shane, tell us about it.
0: Well, it's the first. It's the first game uh, that I've played from them outside of Alto's Adventure and Alto's Odyssey, which, as you said, like super beloved for me. Those games. Came out. I want to say the first one was 2015, Um, and actually, the we don't get to talk that much about that game on this show. Um, You know, it comes up pretty much any time we talk about Endless Runners or uh, sometimes early App Store. But you know, some of my App Store memories. Just to just to put this in context, uh, 2015 when they dropped that fantastic uh crystallization of the you know beautiful looking nice endless runner an endless runner you can you're not irritated to look at endlessly uh they had also put out their i remember shift worker calendar app which was what everyone at my apple store used it was actually (laughs) if you go onto the app store for snowman it's still up there um and it's, you know, if, if anybody out there is a shift worker, I've got to recommend shifts. Uh, weird. I, I didn't know that they were the ones that had made this. I, I actually yeah. remember. Yeah, I remember a lot of people use this at the Apple store when I worked there, too. Although I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Weird. Yeah, I, I didn't I'm know not. that. And it looks yeah. like it's still maintained. Oh no, no, I don't know. It's hard to tell the the photos. Like when you pull up the page, the photos are like showing it on a on an old
1: school iPhone with a home button, and it the says Built exclusively still... for iOS eight, <laughs> <Yeah. and> Apple's <laughs> latest phones. Nice. The Notes app is still like a little three ring binder or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, it, yeah. I don't know. The, the app looks okay. This is probably still usable, but but uh, yeah, I don't know. Did it survive sixty four bit apocalypse or whatever? <laughs> uh the snow like the uh, alto's odyssey was uh you're talking about alto's
0: adventure and then the sequel alto's odyssey which was really just an expansion on in fact it's worth mentioning that there's those two games are still both excellent and if you're on apple arcade there's enhanced versions of both of those games now which um add additional like areas and content and new challenges which is you know great for those kinds of games that they have a lot of depth and you can really put a lot of time into them i certainly have yeah i don't Um, have my uh, apple arcade subscription anymore but uh, when i did like i got uh, i i get sucked back into the alto games pretty frequently and i you know once again they pulled me back in i got pulled right back into alto's odyssey even though i had base i i 100 percented everything there was to do in alto's adventure and alto's odyssey i had nearly done that and it sucked me right back in and they had some really nice little additions some new zones that you could get to and some new challenges um yeah they had a couple of other noteworthy games between those games in this, um, that mm-hmm. I've only played one of them, but like the altos games are such all timers for me that like, I, I have a lot of love for this developer. They released a game called skate city that I believe also was an Apple arcade exclusive. I played a little skate city. Yeah. I played Man. a little bit of it too. It wasn't really for me. I think when I, when I play like side scrolling skating games, I want them all to be Ollie Ollie. Uh, and it wasn't mm-hmm. quite Ollie Ollie, you know? Um, and so I didn't get that into it. Um, they published where cards fall from the game band, the makers of, uh, of Ball. Um, but I think they were just the publishers on that. But the, the one game that, that actually I have put a lot of time into is also on the Netflix subscription It was one of the things that launched with Netflix's game subscription service. And it's called Lucky Luna. Have either of you guys played Lucky Luna? No, I haven't played that. No, it rules that actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's them. That they, oh, that was okay. a, that was a, um, snowman game. Uh, It's clearly less like directly related to the Alto games. It's got like pixel art instead of their sort of like, you know, um, illustration style that they kind of did with those games. Um, And it's also played in a vertical orientation, but it's a really well done platformer that's meant to be played one handed with your phone in a vertical orientation, Um, Mm. sort of a puzzle platformer. Um, I didn't get super super far in it because it does get kind of hard. Um, but I played it for many hours and really quite liked it a lot. Um, there was a period where I was thinking I was going to try to get us to do it for the show, but I, I just didn't. That's end crazy. Up I've never heard of. Quite this. Yeah. thinking there was enough there there for it. I, I I spent a lot of time with it when it came out, uh, maybe about a year ago. Whenever Netflix started doing mm-hmm. their um their their subscription thing, I yeah, I recommend it. I think it's good. The that's a, the funny thing about Netflix having these games and this. Um, this one in, in particular, like they're kind of easy to miss because if you're a fan of the past games from, you know, some developer and you, uh, you know, log into the app store and they have a new game, it's going to, it's going to show it to you. It's going to put it in one of those little recommendations, but by having these games sequestered in the Netflix app store, uh, developer account. Uh, You know, obviously, it makes sense for a variety of reasons, but it does mean they're not going to show up for you. And I probably could have completely missed um, this new wingsuiting game. Um, If I hadn't spotted some, like, people talking about it online, uh, I definitely would. I didn't know it was um, a thing until it had been out for a little while. So. For whatever reason, the Alto games got like really popular, not just in sort of game circles, but like specifically, they were really talked about a lot in like tech and iPhone circles, like on those sorts of podcasts and stuff, which is something which is like, you know, part of the internet that I pay a lot of attention to. I think that's kind of related to the fact that they made the Shift app that everyone that worked at the Apple Store used. So, oh, funny. Maybe Maybe you're right. The game that everybody, um, And it was probably, and I remember it being installed on the floor phones as well at Apple. It was. I think it was just Uh, one of those things that like Apple was also pushing it in. Like they've got, you know, they'll put it on the phones in the stores. They put it on, mm -hmm. you know, in like. I think it did well well in their design
1: awards too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it is such a, it's such
0: a nice Speaking of, great, great, great picks for the design awards this year. Um,
1: Yeah. I wonder, it could
0: call it like, I wonder if we haven't done uh, episodes on the Apple design award winning games in a while, um, because they've general, like the, the ADAs have just generally been a lot less interesting for games in the last few years, but, um, they're a little more interesting this year. So maybe, yeah. maybe we'll... we used to cover it every year. Yeah, yeah. Let's get Mark back on the show and, uh, you oh, know, yeah, maybe, maybe Mark, we'll Mark do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of Mark, uh, he was just on an episode of Mac power users. Uh, yeah, so to that. shout good. out to him. Yeah, it was a good episode. <laughs> Howdy nice. Mark. Uh, if you're out there. Um, but yeah, the, the I, I was excited about this game. Really excited about it because it's much more clearly like I, I, compared to something like Lucky Luna, this is much more clearly like in the lineage of the Alto games. The yeah. Alto games. Well, just, is it though? It's very mechanically different. I think stylistically it, it's a callback to right, the Alto games. But that's games, why but I was excited. It, it's, yeah. it, it, it feels like if somebody was setting out to make, a you know, to evolve the Alto games into 3D, you see how they might have arrived at this game design. Um, Yeah. It has a visual look that's very similar to them while sort of being, you know, in 3D instead of 2D. But specifically, like, just going back to the Alto games for a bit, and I know we've been mentioning them, but I haven't, like, explained, and we never really did. I think we did did an episode on Endless Runners where I talked about them a lot, but that was, like, five years ago, Um, or maybe more. Um, The Alto games are Endless Runners. Yeah, oh, my God, time. Um, the, uh, the Alto games are both endless runners. They're basically two parts of the same game. They're very, very similar, just different environments. Um, and they're pretty basic. They are a snowboarding or, uh, sandboarding, um, endless runner. Um, but the thing that really makes them like work is that they have, um, they have like a really good sort of Zen vibe. Uh, they're not mm-hmm. like ultra difficult. Um, at least not, a, not after you get used to their, their, the basics, And uh, they have a a real feeling of freedom compared to a lot of endless runners in large part because they have this upgrade that you can earn. uh, And depending on how well you're doing, if you want, you can basically keep it the entire game where you have a sort of wingsuit that you can uh, use as a sort of an extended jump Mm -hmm. uh, and even do like flips and other cool moves.
1: The thing that really stood out to me with the Alto games is that a lot of other endless runners especially at that time, were like dexterity games. You know, Mm -hmm. you have like your temple runs and whatnot where things are coming at you quick and it's more about Twitch movement and recognizing ideal path in a a very uh, short amount of time. And that can be fun, but I never really clicked with those games. Whereas Alto was way more, first Mm -hmm. of all, about vibe. And mm-hmm. a game like Temple yeah. Run, the vibe is obnoxious. And then also it's more about momentum and uh, and timing. But everything is a little bit more slowed down, mm-hmm. a little more like, yeah, well, casual, you know, in and, and a very pleasant way. In Alto, it's like, you know, oh, man, I really thought I could have done two or three backflips, but I didn't oh, no, I'll start over in mm-hmm. Temple Run. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, man, I got devoured by a, a thing and then fell into lava. Uh, just very, very different vibes. And I connected really well. I also love the Alto games and totally agree. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. game I was very much looking forward to because, again, while it is quite different in how it feels to play, it's definitely of the lineage, right? This is it totally the, is. Yeah. So, Shane, you've you've spent the most time with it, though. Yeah, like absolutely. I I love have, this
0: game. I I've really yeah. uh fell for this one hard. Um uh, the the things that I loved about Alto's Adventure and Odyssey are really many of them the same things that I love about this game. Like I for Alto's Adventure, it had an absolutely beautiful visual style. It had mm-hmm. this kind of very uh minimal um look, but with really interesting dynamic lighting and, and really nice attention to detail. And it combined that with a really uncommon for this genre of games specifically, very serene, calm atmosphere that was, you know, made even more kind of entrancing by this kind of dynamic day and night and weather system that, you know, the, the game has kind of an ebb and a flow to it that is just a very good game for relaxing too. And a lot of the times that that's something that is lacking in mobile games. So, uh, you know, yeah. where it's, <laughs> it's all about, uh, you know, temple run is a great, uh, counterpoint to this. Like temple run is louder than a slot machine. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I, uh, w- while you're talking about noise though, I, mm-hmm. you gotta call it the sound design of the Alto games. And I think in, yeah. in, in, in and oh, yeah. as well, totally uh, totally I agree. Alto was a, a big podcast game for me, but it's one of the few games that I would play while listening to a podcast that I also left all of the sound on turned on the music. Cause that's a little too much for my brain, but the sound design of that game was incredible. And just like the, just the calming sound of the, of the board on snow mm-hmm. was very nice, but the grinding yeah. and all the little noises were fantastic.
0: It has a really beautiful soundtrack. Uh, You know, even if you are tuning it out for a podcast, probably fifty percent of the time. Once you've played that fiftieth level of it, uh, but it had uh, the game. Yeah, and it. On top of that, it also had a really engaging. uh, Well, the gameplay itself engaging, but on top of that, a really engaging objective and progression system where it kind of. Meters out these little mini challenges to you, um, giving you a, a bunch of varied challenges and goals, um, that are things that are, you know, pretty straightforward, like collecting coins or doing certain tricks and things like that. Um, so all of that together made it for me a really replayable game. I have sunk tons of hours into that game and its sequel. And so I was super excited to try out Laya's horizon And uh, it has all of those things that I just listed are also pretty much true of Laya's Horizon. It starts off being very visually different because it's in 3D, but um, it also has a map and a island that you're exploring instead of being an endless runner. But it is still fundamentally kind of a run based game because you're choosing a path or taking on sometimes races and things like that where the path is chosen for you down from the highest mountain peak of this beautiful uh wind swept island um all the way down to the shore and um I tell you this island is gorgeous all the all yeah. the variety that you had in the biomes in the previous games is um reproduced threefold maybe tenfold um in this beautifully realized three dimensional island uh Talk about the sound, like you were saying, Nate, like the just attention to detail in the sounds in this game has always been big. You can swoop down next to little goats and you'll hear them uh, make their goat noises. And there's, you know, there's millions, not millions, but there's many kinds. It feels like limitless little teeny tiny details that Mm -hmm. you can swoop down and see things from signage to little animals to people going about their day. Other wing suitors, things like that. The the island itself and has this varied architecture and geography and it's um like every kind of biome you can imagine is kind of glued together in a very video gamey fashion. But yeah, that's beautiful to me. And the detail and the style really matches that same style, um, that low detail, but you know, beautiful lighting and color that you got in the original Alto's games. So Um, For me, just cruising in a wingsuit down from the highest peaks here, um, just similarly a really relaxing experience. What did you guys think of the basic gameplay and vibe uh, that you got from the game?
1: Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about like how you actually play this game, because I'm always skeptical of like at this point, I'm very skeptical of most games on an iPhone that that seem to have uh any degree of complicated controls. Mm-hmm. Like if on the on the sticker, you know, it's like this is a 3D wind suit game on my iPhone, I'm like oh no, this is just going to be difficult to to handle. I'm thinking some sort of awkward uh on-screen joystick maybe two of those if you're we've seen that in the past where there's one on the left and one on the right, I'm thinking, Oh no, there's going to be some sort of tilt controls, mm-hmm. something that's going to maybe be fun at the beginning. But after an hour, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm done with this game um, because so rarely at this point, am I finding especially 3d uh, games that are like fun and effective on my iPhone. And, uh,
0: and gliding is a, an
1: extra challenge
0: for controls, I think, because, um, you know, if you have a game where you can fly, you you're, you, you can always like s- circle back and whatever, but, uh, gliding, you're, you're not easily gaining too much height un- under most scenarios yeah. and you're, you know, you miss it, you miss it, or you hit that wall, you know, you're going to, uh, well, worth mentioning, you have a magical shield. That will yes, bounce of you off of a wall the first time, which I love. Um, there's actually a little bit of, uh, I think, a little bit of lore going on for your there's magic. There's some comedy
1: and some yeah. lore in this game that, <laughs> a little, that, just just the right just amount, a, just almost a
0: yeah. That. Uh more more so than I guess the Alto games had, but even those yeah. had a bunch of
1: little, Well I was a little, little worried stuff. when whenever it was like, oh, they got th- this game brought jokes. Uh-huh. That's another thing that <laughs> yeah. I uh that I just get really nervous about. No, in, no way in, near in, too many yeah. jokes. <laughs> yeah. But uh
0: what what it does so back to the uh controls. This game has a wingsuiting mechanic that is kind of inspired by the way your character's arms would be moving to control the wingsuit, and you are basically putting a thumb on the left and right side of the screen and when you swipe your left or right thumb up or down Laya will raise her left or right arm and that, kind of that is uh allows you to do all sorts of different things from kind of flapping to um diving to tucking your arms at your sides to you know rock it down and um, yeah. and so it is pretty um I, I was thinking when I heard you guys weren't like totally won over by this game, I was thinking it would probably be the controls. Uh, the controls to me worked well um, once I had the knack for it, once I had like played around with it for a while, but it did take me a while of yeah. of of messing around with it um, to kind of come to terms with the fact that I couldn't uh, fly up or turn super fast <laughs> Or, you know, it, and a lot of that was just the fact that, like, you know, you, sometimes you have to quickly um, be a little bit more acrobatic. I think, Reagan, you were saying Endless Runners earlier um, that the um, the games apart from Altos were sometimes a dexterity challenge, right? And um, I mean, that, that this game asks a little bit more of you in terms of dexterity. Yeah, I think it, it was. So you know, Shane sort of alluding to this because we've been talking before the episode. I I I mostly bounced off this game, which is a weird thing. Reagan for me to Reagan wasn't say. wearing his magic shield. So ah. <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's not, it's not quite. Uh, so I, I I did appreciate the, I appreciated the game visually. The sound was great, um, and, and from a concept perspective, I liked it, and I like I liked the like incredibly detailed world here um but ultimately i found myself getting frustrated with the flying a lot and the flying is the whole thing um so you know probably the controls i do think there's a possibility that i just didn't get quite far enough to to like to like a- appreciate it um, part of that yeah. is that like i remember vividly the first time i tried the alto games um i had a i had a kind of a similar thing where i re- really bounced off of it i, I found myself mm-hmm. like like, you know, n- failing a lot early on, not getting the knack of it, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got good enough at the game that I could reliably get far enough to get the wingsuit, which doesn't really happen until you've yeah. been playing for about five minutes. Um, Here, here's the thing about that. Like, this, I think, is similar to Alto in that way because Alto had this kind of risk, re- risk and reward element to it, right? You... You had to really nail a few good jumps. Like, how many games of Alto last less than a minute because you miss the right. first jump? The first couple right? of jumps. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. And in the wingsuiting in this game, it's also pretty high risk. Like, having the ability to bounce off of a wall one time will not save you if you're not, you know, wingsuiting very well. And there's a lot of ways to screw up in a wingsuit. Um, it's literally like one of the most deadly hobbies that anyone can have. <laughs> so,
1: have
0: you, I, God, I watch some of those wingsuit videos every now and yeah, then. And like it's, wingsuit failure videos where some guy just like tears up his arms and ass on the side of a mountain are just like some of the most like grit your teeth videos on the internet. They always seem to pop up on the uh, on some of the subreddits that I'm on where yeah. people like to post videos of people getting hurt in creative ways
1: what subreddits are you on where people like to post videos of people getting (laughs) getting hurt uh um i I
0: think i think (laughs) one of them is called like there was an attempt and it's like it's like it's basically like uh like a failure yeah thing Um, you know how these things are yeah um And I'm trying to think there's probably some others. I've subscribed to a lot of
1: kind of junky subreddits, but yeah, you didn't strike me as the type of person where somebody being mangled through a tree just like shows up in their feed, you know, Oh, yeah. but but I get it. Oh, Uh, you know, I I enjoy I enjoy a good like first person blooper um,
0: video of somebody falling through a crack in a glacier and ending up, you know, like I. I look I, I, I like the video. I like the weird body horror of that. I'm glad that guy lived. That was a that was a oh boy, that one was a mess. Mm. Um but like I don't know. I guess what I what I what I what I'm coming back to is that like yes, I can see that there's a game here, and obviously you had a ton of fun with it. I think that there's something like that that this clearly will work for a lot of people. And maybe it would work for me if I could just make my thumbs do the thing. But what I, I kept getting very yeah. frustrated with the like, the like wide angle of the turns and the sort of, I mean, it's, it's a flying game. So it's, it feels a little silly to, to complain about the controls feeling floaty because literally that's the thing you're floating, yeah. but it's very floaty. Um, and it didn't deliver for me what I, I was totally. I was, I was hoping on the, for something. Um, looked, I was yeah. I, well, okay, but I was ho- hoping for something a little bit like more in the vein of Alto, where I you know like that is a game that I I get into a flow state with it, uh-huh. and it's the controls are much simpler. It is literally one button apart from occasionally tapping a second button for for you know activating the wingsuit. So it's a, it's a very simple. It's very direct and it's it's very it's binary there's no like analog control to it it is you are touching the screen or you are not and it, i i feel in that game that like i have i have complete control mm-hmm. over what is happening on screen and with yeah. this i just constantly felt like i was barely restraining uh leia from careening into a tree and <laughs> often unsuccessfully at that and i just i just i just couldn't i just couldn't do the thing very well and all of the yeah. all of the races are like uh you know Oh, you got to you got to meet us at the bottom of the th- of the thing. You got to collect seven yellow triangles on the way down and if you don't make it in second place, you're going to make you do the whole thing again. And I would try and I would be in third place. Fine. Mm. Reset it. Try again still in third place. I also I think do I again. think a, a mistake Fine. you're making here is also trying again because it's much more enjoyable if you fail one of those unless you're really sure you're going to do it next next run. Um, it's more enjoyable just to go back to this to the top of the mountain. A lot of those little missions and stuff he's talking about, um, like the re- let me tell you about the structure of the game sure. and how that will and how the missions are involved in it. Because um, for me, um, the missions are not the main thing that I'm chasing in a game like this. The main thing I was chasing is the same uh, little Triad of fun objectives that it drops as you level up, right? So in the in this game, that takes the form of unlocking additional wingsuits, which you're you're leveling up and you're unlocking additional wingsuits, um, and the, those will be challenges like um, race two birds in the same run or uh, fly under three bridges in one run. And there's just a wide variety of these. I I found the objectives to be super varied and often really fun to just kind of look for and explore the island while you're looking for these And that is something that I appreciated about it. And that's something that I did see as like a a through line with Alto. Mm -hmm. Because the most fun thing about the Alto games was that it it always gives you this set of objectives. Mm -hmm. And they would be little things that you could look for doing. Even if you, you know, maybe the overall objective is like have the longest run. But in any given run, the the chances that it's going to be your best and longest run of all time are very low. But the the yeah. chances that you could try to uh, you know address these these little micro challenges that do it continues quadruple to throw at you like, were yeah. quite high, and they were they were something to like keep you engaged. I really appreciated that, and I do think that this game was 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 doing that. Um, I guess maybe I was focusing too much on these little like you know what I don't know what you even call them character missions where you go and talk yeah. to a guy and he tells you mm-hmm. to do a thing as opposed to those are overall actually to my mind, they're mostly optional. Like I think to finish out all of the objectives, I did have to progress all of those character missions at least actually, no, I don't think you have to progress any of them particularly you you, in order to um, get your level all the way to the max. Um, One thing I think they did very smartly with those character missions is that each one of them is kind of associated with, um, a little bit of a slightly, uh, you know, different mode of gameplay, and they each unlock a trinket that gives you some sort of ability. But most of them unlock that trinket after you've done like two or three of their missions out of a total of maybe like five. Uh, or like five to eight. I don't know how many.
1: Yeah. Um, took me a little while to figure that system out because it is a little unclear, but you basically mm -hmm. start at the top of the mountain, uh, or whatever peak you have selected and you have, you know, you have your Mm -hmm. up to three objectives, but then there's little markers at the top of the, of the peak that indicate in each direction, there is a quest And it'll sometimes tell you like you can see it on the in the screen Mm -hmm. and you can see where you're supposed to go and you know exactly where your landing spot is to begin this little quest or little adventure race, whatever it might be. Um, And then sometimes which just took me a little while to figure out, is it's just pointing you to say they are over this way? You have to actually you have to find them uh Mm -hmm. out there so you have to kind of go and explore yeah this is an exploration based game yeah uh
0: much more so that i mean alto is not alto you're trying you know if you're if you're really trying to be the best alto player i don't know you're it's beating your personal best distance or whatever but the distance in this is always pretty much the same the island's not going to be getting any bigger but this is all about this endless like Little level of detail and exploration of the island because the island is dense with different cool things and people to talk to and things to see, caves to fly through,
1: um, all kinds yeah. of things. So, it's well, really this is about not an one. endless runner. Mm-hmm. This game no, is not, not at all an endless runner. It's a, it's a, it is. A, you jump out. Not a runner, runner at, at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Most runs in in I don't know. I'd say two to five minutes. Uh, depending on, on what you're looking for and how much you're really going to milk it. Um, because, Reagan, I do agree with you, especially at the beginning. I felt like the controls were pretty clunky, but I I kind of opened up my take on this game by bringing up the controls because ultimately I kind of liked them. And once you get comfortable with it, you really can do some very tight turns in some of the races uh, it can become these sort of like slaloms where you're you're uh, you know jumping and 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 uh, you know zigging and zagging in between trees, and that is actually where I thought it felt mm-hmm. more like an alto game. Where you know an alto when you perfectly land that backflip right on the downslope and you get the little boost and everything feels really good, similar to like a tiny wings or something mm-hmm. too. Um, you know, you don't get that in this game, but when you do perfectly curve around a tree or curl around a, like some sort of underpass, it does give you that sense of momentum that I yeah. I really enjoy in this game and just in games in general. Um, I've said before that swinging is my favorite mechanic in video games, and part of that is because of that yeah, feeling. you're a famous uh, swinger. <laughs> Yes, Uh, Hey, when I was like in third grade or something, I started what was called the swingers club, which (laughs) was me and and all my friends would go and like swing on the swings. Yeah, we would rush to the swing because we were the first everybody
0: takes their keys and they put them in a bowl. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and I only bring this up to say like I have to because we talked about it all the time. We were the swingers club and I can only imagine Uh, all the adults just like you know the like i
0: can imagine like little nate like chubby cheeked barefaced you know mm-hmm. little little sunburn maybe maybe a cute hat on swinging on those swings and he's saying this is my favorite mechanic <laughs>
1: yeah i was i really keyed in early on on the language around uh i was talking about my verb sets you know that yeah. i like on reset on recess tagging hiding <laughs> you know
0: speaking of mechanics uh this game Uh, I actually would really compare it to another game we covered that we haven't brought up, and that's Sky Children of Light. Uh, Yeah. The flying mechanic here is very, very similar to that one. So if you liked that, it's that one you, you know, there's obviously differences. That's a very linear game where you're traveling a lot. This one's much more of a gliding sort of experience than flying, but um, pretty similar. And
1: uh, so... that game has a huge fan base still, I believe. Sky yeah, Children of Light, right? Because it's a that's a per, like a perpetual game too, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think it's also gets marketed a lot. It's one of the only mobile games I've ever that we've covered that I've ever seen a billboard for. <laughs> Did I ever tell you there was a billboard for Sky Children of Light? Like two years after we covered it, there was a billboard on no. my commute. Very strange. So I mean, I, clearly it's 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 doing well as like a going concern
1: little pick behind the curtain here. It's one of our most downloaded episodes of all time is our, uh, sky child of light episode. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to all our sky heads out there. Uh, hopefully you're, you know, this, this game's for you too. You guys really are children of light. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, ultimately like Reagan, I, I do agree with you as far as, especially beginning into the game, I think that the controls can be a little strange. You feel like you should have more control than you do. And I also found some of the guidance around the quests and like what you're actually supposed to be doing uh, has been a little unclear at times. Like literally right now, one of my objectives, I like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I assume at some point I'll see something that will teach it to me, but I've not encountered it yet. So there's a little bit of stuff like that, that like, made me like this game a little bit less, I think than Shane, but ultimately I've been really en- enjoying it and, uh, it overheats the shit out of my phone, which makes it difficult to play at times. But, uh, outside of that, I, I've been, I've been really enjoying it. That is something to talk about here. Like I, I had the same experience.
0: It didn't, it didn't overheat my phone to the point where it stopped working, mm-hmm. but it's it a real battery
1: drain. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it literally did. So uh, I was complaining about this to the guy, to, uh, to the crew in discord, but basically my, um, I don't know if it's just my phone. It's not old. It's only, it's, you know, it's an iPhone 12 pro. So a couple of years old, but not, not like, uh, out, out day. At least I like to think it's still, you know, up uh, modern enough, but after I'd play for a little while and not particularly long and sometimes within like five minutes, the phone would get so hot that it would start turning down the backlighting like the the screen lighting. Yeah. And it would get to the point sometimes rapidly where it would turn it down so dark that at least for me and I need my phone very bright. Uh, I like could no longer see the game. So I was just forced to stop sometimes. Now, I don't know if that's just my phone, if other people had that exact experience with the backlighting turning down, but it yeah, was it kind of to me. But. Yeah, it was kind of challenging to be doing a a wingsuit game where crashing is a thing that you're trying to avoid and then just suddenly the game getting dark enough for that I cannot play it anymore. Um and like my phone was hot to the touch. Uh, which is any it's a risky run with any good you know, modern iPhone game, but still, it it stood out to me on this one.
0: I am pretty much done with the game now. I have unlocked everything, and that's the point at which I think this is this game kind of starts to fall off a little bit. But uh, yeah. you know, I'll probably pick it back up to goof off and complete maybe one more of the races that I've yet to finish, or things like that. Uh, there are some things that'll keep you coming back to it, but it's definitely less replayable than the altos games i know reagan uh and i and i I probably nate as well have had that experience of getting to the end of the list of challenges that they give you in these things remember how altos kind of just you know you get to like 50 or 60 of them and you just sort of run out it's like
1: well what am i doing now it's funny how uh, a, a just an objective even a mundane objective is like enough to keep me playing a game like that. Totally, I don't know. Reagan, you put like ten thousand hours into Alto, so you were you were going well past objectives. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like the the game was those objectives. It just has a lot of them. So the, yeah. the Alto
0: games had like you know dozens and dozens of uh, of like like levels, and each level was made up of three objectives. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, when I, you know, finished all of them for the first game, Alto's Adventure, um, that was when I put the game down. And Alto's Odyssey, I ended up like on a few of them that were just just felt absolutely insurmountable, just like completely impossible. Um, and I would put the game down for months and come back and and then I would pick it up again and maybe get past one of them. But um, yeah, yeah it, there it's a good structure. Um, not every game with that structure works for me, it has to be something that I like in innately want to just like do the, th- the physical thing. Right. Um, those yep. sorts of, th- those sorts of objective structures, it's it, just, it yep. just sort of relies on, you know, it, it, uh, more intrinsic rather than extrinsic, um, motivation with those, like yeah. the, the mere existence of the objectives isn't what does it for me. It's that they, is that they're asking me
1: to flex into something that I'm already enjoying. So well, they, they do serve as a good teaching tool. I think that's what this game, you know, and, and the Altos mm-hmm. games do is they introduce a new item, a new concept, a new move or whatever. And then you have uh, a set of objectives that you need to do that likely utilize that new move mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever. You know, it just uh,
0: occurred to me there seamless. is one important thing we didn't discuss, and that's the boost mechanic, um, which I did think was nice. Um, the, the game... Um, the world is full of these little yellow sparks that'll charge up your boost but you also charge that boost by doing um close flybys of the ground or walls or flying through hoops or a variety of other little tricks that you can do and that little level of encouragement to get you to um you know and then that boost energy is used differently by the different capes and uh, is kind of impacted by different charms so um putting all that together lets you really experiment and play in a way that altos never had um you know kind of customizing your your character and how they fly um so anyway that all did really work for me and the more i got into it the more i liked the mechanics uh, especially as i was able to customize them a little bit um so I guess with that said that that that's all I really have to say on the subject of l- this game that I've now damn near 100% in and, <laughs> uh is weirdly controversial. I was not expecting that with this uh, with this group, but here we are.
1: I I mean I enjoyed it too and and the boost was fun and it also I like having a reward system for just like doing kind of cool stuff, you know, like this mm-hmm. game I was talking about the momentum of it earlier. And it, it to me really does feel best when you are sliding in between tight spaces and, and, and pulling, uh, you know, good tricks around corners and whatnot. And then it feels doubly good because you're also being rewarded with more boost, uh, that can help you get past the more mundane, just like, you know, huge open areas that you're flying through sometimes. Yeah, and I
0: feel super weird to be the only wet blanket on this episode, the only person who like didn't really jive with it, considering that like you know, considering my history with this developer and mm-hmm. my like expectation that this was gonna be a game that I was gonna become completely obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe I'm just at the wrong point in my arc. I actually I haven't uninstalled the game. I'm gonna keep it on my phone and I'm gonna play it more. Um I just I just haven't quite grokked it yet. So we'll see. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm glad that we checked it out. Um, you know, I know we already talked a little bit about, um, the fact that this was a Netflix game and Netflix has had a kind of a weird, but sort of interesting selection of games, but I wondered if it might be worth just talking a little bit about some other games that are part of Netflix's, um, whole yeah. subscription package it's, that we <laughs> we're might in a weird era for, uh, game services on mobile yeah. or in general. Like we started, we talked a lot about game services on mobile as a thing back when we were talking about Game Club, you know, RIP more or less, um, because, you know, I think they're an interesting idea. Um, it, and, you know, Apple was really set against those th- them sort of existing, really. They were really, they are really against it uh, until they made their own, and then they realized it was a bad look to not let anybody else run one on their platform while the, you know, the like antitrust regulators were looking. So they don't have like there is no Netflix games app. There's no place you can go, even in the Netflix app. I think there is a section you can go to in the Netflix app where you can see all of the Netflix games. But really, the easiest thing to do is just to Google. Netflix games and pull up their page on the Netflix website where they just list all the games. Um, And they're not like in some Uber app. They're all just literally games on the app store with a little N in the corner of their icon. And you log in with your Netflix account in order to unlock the game. And you download Point P and that's all you ever need to do. Yeah, that point game P is great. Point P. Really? Yeah. Point P was like the launch game that like, like great launch game for the Netflix thing. They've added a bunch of games mm-hmm. that we've talked about. Yeah, you mentioned uh Lucky Luna. Yeah, I mentioned Lucky Luna. Um Immortality they is added, on there. Um Yeah, Immortality, incredible game. I, I could see that being perfect on an iPad, probably
1: right. a little less so on a phone, but like really excellent on an iPad. They are the um, they are the uh, publisher uh behind the Into the Breach uh DLC that we got. That was part of Netflix. Yes. Uh, TMNT
0: Shredder's Revenge got a mobile release, not something I would have expected, but it's Mm. on the Netflix subscription. That game rules. Uh, All of these, I think, might be games that would be worth hooking up a controller to your iPad or phone for uh, now that that's pretty trivial. I was also going to specifically call out they they have Kentucky Route Zero, one of my all time greats. And um, if you've, you know, never played that, I'm sure that the mobile version is fine. Um, and, uh, there's also before, before your eyes was a game that we covered on the show. Uh, and that was at the time I remember thinking like this really needs to be on mobile because before your eyes is a game where it, it uses the camera on your device to watch your face for real life blinking with your eyes and uses that as the control mechanism for this narrative, you know, story-based, game where you're sort of playing through the life of, of this, uh, this child. Uh, and it does some incredible stuff with that mechanic of like certain things only happen when you're not looking at the game. Um, and I thought that was incredible. Hmm. Um, oxen free is on there. Good game. Um, 12 minutes is a terrible, hey. terrible game, but you know what, if you don't want to spend any money on 12 minutes and you want to see what, what we made fun of about it, uh, then it might actually, be a good place to play it. Uh, I would not recommend buying that game. I thought it was garbage, but it was very funny interesting garbage. So maybe that's a way to go. Um let's see what else is on there. They got they got I, a bunch of other good stuff lately. I'm um,
1: curious to understand what Netflix's like in-state goal for this is. Is did cuz I can't imagine there's Really, a single person out there right now that has a Netflix subscription because of the game service? No, right. yeah my my best guess is that it's literally just something to that's uh, compared to the
0: cost of publishing, you know, of creating a new season of Orange Is the New Black or whatever. Sure. Um, getting the like publishing rights on mobile to you know Reigns Three Kingdoms by the the Reigns developers um, probably not that expensive. But it's a little bit extra of extra stickiness for people who might consider canceling or putting their uh, their account on hold, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if you're maybe in between Netflix shows, but you are definitely not in between levels of. Wonder Putt Forever, the golf game that actually looks pretty decent. I haven't picked this one up. I'm trying to
1: yet. <laughs> Say Reagan, you're not down talking down a golf game, right? We'll no, that, that, no. I, that I that ring looks, our little Reagan golf bell here. We've got it looks all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and check this out probably.
0: It looks like a little uh, you know, goofy, cute mini golf game. And I like a mini golf game. Um but yeah, like you just a little extra stickiness.
1: I, I there's there's general concern and wariness around like all subscription services and and Netflix and whatnot, but as a Netflix subscriber, it has been kind of nice. To be like, oh, cool! Like I've got this game now, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. And they
0: they continue to add new stuff to it. Um, the most recent one that I noticed on here was Terra Nil, which just came out like two or three weeks ago, I think. And it's a uh, it's an interesting approach to like a city builder where it's sort of a reverse city builder where you're like um, Ramp, tearing like down uh, like cities and uh, and replacing things with beautiful countryside and like sustainable environmental, huh. you know, management. Um, the you know. inverse of paving paradise and putting up a parking lot. Exactly. And I, I heard some good things about that. And um, I don't know whether that would be a good thing to play on mobile, but maybe, and and sure. So like, there's definitely interesting stuff in here and they continue to add to it. So, um I don't see that as like you know uh, uh yeah I, I don't know it I, I'm I'm of two minds about it overall but if you have a Netflix sub you know why not I guess yeah so I think that's about all the time we have for this week so uh thank you for joining us on this episode of the short game you can find our show on the internet at www.theshortgame.net or shortgame.fm our page where we've got all the links and buttons it's a it's an easy page for subscribing to the show. There's links there to our Patreon, links to all of our various uh, social media handles and all that stuff. Shortgame.fm is a good jumping off point. Uh, It's also got a a search box right up front and center. If you want to search our back catalog or show notes, you can search the name of any game and say you want to find our episode about uh, Point P. We didn't do a Point P, did we? Or did we do a Point P episode? Yes, we We did. did. We did do a Point P. I forgot. That's right. Um yeah you know go go I can use that to go find out if we did a point P episode uh go check it out And uh, if you want to support the show uh, from that page, you can find a link to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the short game. Patreon is the best way to support the show. You can go there and uh, and give us even just a dollar a month. We'll get you immediate access to our discord community. That's where we chat about the show, plan future episodes, talk with our patrons. And also, it's a great place to suggest games for the show. If you have a game that you think that we ought to be covering. Uh, it's a great place to let us know about that there in the discord uh and uh you can also find me on uh on mastodon i'm reagan r-a-y-g-a-n at bird.rodeo or you can find the show's mastodon page at uh short game at uh, short the uh, at short game at Mastodon dot um, And we're still on Twitter, although they've cut off our ability to auto post the show to Twitter. Thank you, Elon, for cutting off the API to uh, to WordPress that ran that that little process there. So now posts to the show account are when I remember them. Um, but uh, you can still find us there. If you want to drop us a note, we do get those notifications at the very least. Uh, Nate, where can people find you?
1: Uh, on Twitter at NateSTL and on Mastodon, NateSTL at bird.rodeo. And Shane, where can people find you?
0: I'm on Twitter at 8BitShane and on Mastodon at 8BitShane at MSTDN.social. Nice. And listeners, once again, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Short Game.